0: Hello, this is Nikki Toyamasito, Executive Director of Christians for Social Action, and your host for this episode of 20 Minute Takes. On this episode, we continue the conversation with Jacqueline Ogega. She's the Senior Director of Gender Equality and Social Inclusion with World Vision. She's also the author of Home is Us, and the founder of Mpazi, an organization that works locally in communities in Africa. In this conversation, we talk about gender and social inclusion, and the ways that we can learn from the global church, and things that are happening internationally. Jackie Ogege, we're so grateful to have you join us, and... uh, grateful for your perspectives and the ways that your story informs how you are showing up and leading out in the world. Um, one of the things that you work with a lot is gender equality and social inclusion. And I think one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is, why is it so hard to talk about gender issues and gender equality, do you think?
1: Um, thank you, Nikki. Uh, I think one of the reasons it's very hard to talk about gender equality and social inclusion is because it is, um, it is something that really um, touches on people in a very personal way. So it privileges others and disadvantages others. So most of the time, those who are privileged are going to be, you know, to try and to resist. Um, And those who are not privileged, uh, either they have, you know, embraced it because it becomes part of a lived experience and they think it's that's how things should be, or, you know, they are going to really try and and struggle for their freedom. Uh, Most of the time, that's what they do. So oftentimes it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that requires skills in negotiation and peace building uh, Mm -hmm. because it's going to generate uh, some form of uh, conflict. So what I think is, you know, like uh, when, if I can borrow some of the the terms from our leaders in, uh, in the world of race, we should uh, talk about uh, good trouble, you know, Um, rather than, you know, creating conflict or avoiding it by not talking about gender equality and social inclusion. Um, And then, you know, it it can bring about backlash and and also it can result in, in uh, counter violence. Uh, So let me, let me give an example. Every time I I am training on gender equality, for example, um, in the field or even here in the United States, when it's in the field in any country that is not a Western country, the mm-hmm. first question is, "Oh, this is a Western concept," and uh, I would ask, "Okay, yes. can you tell me why it's a Western concept?" Uh, um, yes, and and uh, you know, eventually we we really come down to uh, personal stories, personal narratives, personal experiences, and uh, folks say, "Well, this is a problem we have to solve right here in our home in our." in our society right here so there's nothing really foreign about it Uh um and 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 so i think it's always important to go down into what the problem is um and also to look at the systems approach oftentimes Uh i because people become very defensive they feel like they have been personally attacked um if it's a man for example or or a or, or, you know, a person who, um, you know, is, is not socially inclusive, they may feel like it's, they, it's a personal attack against men or boys. Yes. It's like generalizing all of these people um, or, or people of non-color and so on. So the best way is also to, um, not the best way, but one of the, the good approaches is to uh, focus on the systematic Uh, approach, the systems approach, by saying that there are systems of patriarchy, there are systems Uh of uh, racism, there are systems of uh, poverty, there are systems of exclusion of persons with Uh disability. You know, how can we deal with those systems? And those Uh systems have been socially constructed, economically constructed, they've been constructed over time. Uh Um, and, And so it helps then to to bring the narratives um, mm-hmm. and the evidence uh, and show that, you know, these systems are working uh, mm-hmm. to harm the the, the, the the world and the community. I also find it helpful to use uh, uh, prescriptions from the Bible, from the Christian faith, for example, mm-hmm. um, where, of course, if you look at the, the Bible, there are so many, uh, you know, References to women, to mm-hmm. widows, to orphans and vulnerable children, to refugees, yeah. to yeah. immigrants, to all yeah. those groups that we consider vulnerable and that yeah. should be socially included and where we can address the intersectionality of gender equality and social inclusion. So yeah. I oftentimes like to uh, go back into what Jesus would do, what the uh-huh. the God would do, what God's teaching is uh, about, you know, any of those that were excluded, whether they were women at the well who were considered um, unclean or uh, people who are, you know, considered outcasts within the community, how would Jesus uh, bring them to board? So, and even questions relating to, uh, you know, the cultural practices that were harmful, uh, that a woman who has committed adultery should be stoned. Um, You know, we do have those, they are not, uh, absolutely parallel, um, uh, but they they show us the the way that uh, culture can be harmful, uh, and how then uh, with the example of Jesus and in God's uh, recommendations, how those were resolved. So it's mm-hmm. always important to bring people to uh, you know what they know best, and for them to come up with uh, the with, uh, with the with the talking points of of why you know it's important for them to address gender inequality and social exclusion and why it's important to their faith, to their yeah. personal values, you know, to, to, to just having a better world uh, where every human being is valued um, yeah. as, as uh, critical to the kingdom here on earth.
0: That's so helpful because I think some of these words are very um, conceptual and sometimes a little bit technical. And what I hear you saying is you're really trying to make that accessible and help. People recognize how some of these dynamics are playing out in their own family systems, or community systems, and the society that they're a part of.
1: Absolutely, and then uh, it's important to do the technical. The reason why I, sometimes, yeah, I, I get that uh, question about you know this is very technical, so mm. I say okay, let's break it down together. Yeah. The reason yeah. why it's it's important to do the technical because, um, for example, when we talk about gender equality. Um, uh, uh people sometimes say is that the same as gender equity um you know is uh, what's the difference so we do
0: break oh say say more about the difference cuz i think i use those a little interchangeably
1: yes so the g- gender equity is really uh focused on addressing uh historical injustices okay. you know uh so uh-huh. it does have to have a strong justice component okay. right um and and um It's equality is is you know a broader concept, but it it it, one of the approaches is to do
0: equity in order to bring about broader Ah. equality, right? Equity is a a necessary component on the pathway or part of a holistic equality.
1: Exactly, but equity is not the only one. So you could have other measures, you know, uh, that can bring about the broader equality. Um, and equity can be addressed through also various forms. It can be through policy, you yeah. know, uh, where you, you want to address the historical imbalances that have been there or injustices, uh, yeah. or it could be, um, you know, through other, other uh, uh, practical measures. So it's, it's one of the means to achieve uh, gender equality overall, but
0: it's not the, the only one. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. So, can you say more about what you see in the global space, and how, in this North American context, are there some things that we can learn that um, the global equality and social inclusion movement knows well?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I think one of them is uh, is. Um, um, I hate to say this, but it's. I feel like the 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 the, the global community is in denial, okay. <laughs> in some way. So we don't often, um, at least for international development, we look at international development outside of of the United States or North America generally. Um, uh-huh. We think that the West is much more, you know, um, advanced, which they are in in some ways. Uh, but uh, I think it's very important to to be very intentional in looking at the forms of gender inequality and social exclusion, including gender inequities that exist yes. in the United States Absolutely. and social exclusion yeah. that exists in the United States. Um, yes. and, and then, you know, because we don't, ha- I feel like we don't have enough, uh data and information on that because we've been focused very much in the in the global south so what we can learn is uh you know how about yourselves how about our own house here in the united states uh yes. you know what is and that, and some of this we see of course with the with the with the with the challenges we have in our current society um mm-hmm. you know we 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 see you know that we we can see we can infer that there are gender inequalities and and, uh, all forms of social exclusion, but we don't necessarily always have enough data um, and information about it because we don't focus much on the United States and its gendered inequalities and exclusions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one advice I would give, uh, that we do more research um, and also get a... a, 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 um, a good understanding of the different forms uh, that exist here in the United States and in, in Canada and, and, you know, other contexts. Uh, The other one is, is to say that uh, I think that, you know, um, the United States is very unique in the sense that it has uh, so many diverse communities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that uh, the, the, there there could be some lessons learned from looking at intersectional um, approaches that have worked very well in the global South, uh, looking at intersectionality in the global South uh, based on ethnicity or, you know, indigenous peoples. But we have ethnic groups in the United States as well, right? Uh, We have indigenous folks in the United States, and we have never really kind of broken... um, we have I, I should say there's a lot of research that has been done uh by a few scholars, but we have never really kind of addressed it in a in a comprehensive manner and in, in comparison with uh, you know, what other strategies and approaches are out there in, in overseas. Yeah.
0: Uh, fantastic. Would you um is there a community or a country context that you think, oh they've been on that intersectionality journey a little bit longer and might have some wisdom to share and inform to kind of this U S movement.
1: Um, uh, I think there are some good examples. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think that they, they, are. I'm, I'm afraid to state a country as a specific country, but I think that there are good examples like, uh, in Central America, where we have worked mm-hmm. with indigenous peoples' organizations, um, mm-hmm. in African contexts, working with uh, persons with disability uh, mm-hmm. organizations, and 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 um, looking at intersectional factors of um, ethnicity, I think that Rwanda, for example, coming out of the the, the genocide, uh, there are good examples of looking at uh, the the conflict and and um, the dynamics of ethnicity and how they they have um, you know um, it, it's not always perfect, but what they they have learned so far in in, in rebuilding back, but of course there there are political uh, components in all of those uh, that I've shared. Um, also, you know, in um, uh, areas like Bangladesh, um, mm-hmm. where sometimes there are internally displaced uh, persons like the Rohingya. Uh, crisis but also the their local communities um how they have looked at uh, those intersecting factors and and oh, recreated yeah. you know uh communities um uh you know that that uh, um, support host communities and and the you know displaced persons that uh, really support one another i think that one, for example, the, the Rohingya crisis in, in Bangladesh is, is a parallel maybe to the ways in the United States we receive a lot of uh, immigrants and how, you know, <laughs> how yes, we deal with absolutely. those uh, crisis uh, and intersecting factors. Um, uh, could be, there could be uh, lessons that we learn from, from each of
0: those. Uh, that's fantastic. Even just listening to you mention the different dynamics, It really expands my understanding of intersectionality and and, and understanding um, the marginalization that come because of uh, ability uh, or some of the social exclusion factors that you've been talking about, political power, these sort of things. So thank you for unpacking that for us live. I think it gives us a better sense as to even recognize and identify the kinds of models that can inform us. I think it's helpful
1: yeah and and you know the us i think sometimes thinks of itself and i'm generalizing as different so you can't compare That's us right. with this right. other but i think we must um, I, I think true. that actually yeah. it's so real to see a lot of <laughs> parallels if it's gender based violence you know uh, even yeah. domestic violence incidents of rape or stalking or you know um all the, even material poverty and displacement yeah. and all of these factors are very um, uh, you know similar generally, um, and I think we can learn from how we deal with them at different spaces. Even COVID nineteen, um, yes. and and I think that of course uh, the the there are countries in Africa like in Sierra Leone where they had they had dealt with Ebola um, and a response, and and you know of course we could take those lessons
0: and apply. Yes, mm-hmm. so much to learn. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing your story, your time, and your perspectives. It's been a real gift. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 20 Minute Takes is a production of Christians for Social Action. We're produced and edited by David DeLeon. I'm your host, Nikki Toyama-Sito, and the music is done by Andre Henry. You can find us on the web. Christians for Social Give us five stars, write a review, and share about the podcast with your friends.